Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sam Legasic. And I'm Dreadful Dan Gallagher. And we're two old buddies that have lived our life at the edge of the mainstream. So come join us where things are a little... odd. This is the... Jurassic Park, it's Legassic Park. Oh Here's Sam. Uh, get out of my park now, kids. <laughs> what you doing here in my park? Hey, <laughs> uh, you're kind of pretty there, boy. <laughs> Let me take a closer look at you there. Oh, so hopefully you're going to keep that up for the whole episode. <laughs> Which is uh, today mm. a version of our occasional music series, a hit and a shit, mm. wherein we take a popular artist or a, a musical theme or genre, and each of us serves up to you, the listener, and to each other, a lovely golden, crusty, delicious pie of a hit, alongside an equally crusty brown stinky shit and today's episode we're going to be going down the disco to have a little listen to the electro synth pop lovely boys from basildon depeche mode mm. um a band actually that obviously have had a really long career over 
many decades, uh, different stylistic changes. So it's actually going to be quite interesting, Sam, to know and see and learn uh, what era of the band you have zoned in on for your hit and for your shit. Um, I actually decided just to go with the early days, the very earliest days. Both of my songs are from 1981. Mm. Um, However, I think let's uh, go to you and kick the show off with one of your picks. So, Mm. Um, I think let's go, let's start on a downer. Let's start. Always good to start on a <laughs> Let's start on a shit. Um, so Depeche Mode. I should I should say before we begin, I'm a big I'm a big fan of Depeche Mode, and I saw them in Wembley actually not too not too long ago. Oh, cool! Um, and it was really good, and it was great. And I forgot how much. Like, bear in mind, these are old guys now. Um, they're still giving like great performances, and I actually do like the new album as well. Um, but the shit that I'm giving you today is from uh, a Broken Frame album. I'm not a particularly big fan of that album, to be honest, uh, generally, overall. Um, and this track is Satellite. <laughs> choose this one as a shitter i feel like so the problem sometimes I have with depeche mode is that it feels like some of the sounds that they use just sound really like stock okay <laughs> and this is one of them it sounds slightly out of tune um, yeah it's really slow it's really boring that leveling on it I'm just like, I can't hear kind of what he's saying over this fucking dire, awful electronic <laughs> shit that's being poured into my ears. Um, and it's just, I just don't like it. I hate it. every time it, like, uh, if it ever passes me by, um, I'm just yeah. like, I can't just skip. It's just so awful. I just hate everything about it. It sounds like it was made, like, I mean, I, I know this was like the 80s or whatever, but it does, it just sounds like it's someone's first song. Or something like that, like just playing around, <laughs> experimenting with the new synth. Um, yeah, I mean, that's probably what it is. Yeah, uh, um, go on, you, um, you tell me. I kind of expected you to say that because um, you're right; it's very ponderous. Um, but I think if you do like the sound, which I do, then it kind of creates quite an interesting like mood. Um, it's weird, like listening to it now. I was like. There's a bit of a reggae vibe with this yeah. track. Um, That's also something it I'm not sounds like. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't think it's a particularly. But it sounds like like medieval dub. Because <laughs> it also it sounds really something like stately and regal about it. 
Oh my god. Um, yeah, it's I, it's an unusual song. It's an unusual song. I, I I find this album really perplexing. So this is their second album. This mm. song's taken from a broken frame, which you know, as I'm sure you know, you know, um, it was preceded by two singles, "See You" and "The Meaning of Love." Yeah, which are like really teeny boppy. Yeah, you know, they were really the first singles they. Yeah, they're the first singles they did after Vince Clark left, and it's like right, Martin Gore's going to be the songwriter now. Yeah, and they do those songs, and like the singles, like the the covers are really look like something from a a teenage like comic or magazine. You know, there's something that look very um, poppy, childlike about them. And then this album comes out, and it's got like the most pretentious, po-faced, dour kind of like packaging. Some yeah. like Russian woman with a sickle in a cornfield, and it's all like gloomy and doomy and dramatic. And so half the album's got that like meaning of love sound. You know, there's other songs like uh, what's the other one? Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> My Secret Garden. That's quite poppy, isn't it? Mm. Um, but then there's other, and the rest of it's like this, like strange sort of experiments almost. Like they really didn't know what they were doing, what direction they wanted to go. But Yeah. So it's a bit of a weird a mishmash. Of, yeah, exactly. It's just a lot of leftover from that earlier stuff and them trying to do newer stuff. I don't know. I don't think it's leftover because I think it's all Martin Gore. Right. So like the whole of the first album was all written by Vince Clark. Mm. But he's obviously like flexing his muscles and trying stuff out. I think some of the best stuff from this period are the B-sides. I really love, there's a track called Oberkorn, which is uh, instrumental. Mm-hmm. Um, and Now This Is Fun, that's really good. Okay. Um, Nothing To Fear, do you know that one? No, I think so. That's really good. That's on the album. That's probably my favourite track. Oh, right. That's pretty okay. epic. Yeah, this one it's 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 pretty unusual. I can I can understand why you don't like it. Yeah, and I can understand why other people wouldn't like it. Yeah, it's just out of all the depression mode stuff. <clears throat> it's it's funny you've picked, if you've picked earlier ones because um, uh, I'm just not a fan of that this kind of early early stuff. Like, no, to be honest, I say that, but like, just can't get enough. I always really liked. Um, which yeah, a big one begin with but um yeah like when it i don't know like when it goes into the kind of darker territory that's when you know when he was like fucking jacked up on heroin and died for like yeah for three minutes or whatever um that's your that's your vibe yeah i was like this is kind <laughs> of like cool but then you know what i want to do is see you yeah <laughs> so i'm i'm kind of not as much into that they've, i quite like that swing though from one to the other um that they've kind of gone through it's a bad yeah. it's quite interesting um but yeah i mean generally speaking, they like they're always it feels like they're just always trying to do like them they kind of sometimes there's that hint of like what's happening at the time or they're trying to remain somewhat relevant but that's what i kind of like about the last album they brought out is that it still feels like it's quite it's produced it's quite highly produced or whatever but it feels a bit more like they've just gone we're just gonna do our thing we're just gonna do this depeche mode thing which i like more which is more respectful of um 
Yeah, I suppose, and this catches them at a point where they're trying to figure out what that's going to be. Yeah, you know, a lot of people thought that that was it. Vince Clark mm-hmm. left, and it's like, well, he's the band. It's pretty amazing that the rest of them, the, th- the other three guys, were able to hang around and yeah. forge a new kind of like name for themselves, and that people took them seriously. Yeah. Well, I mean, I like Depeche Mode more than Erasure, so. Yeah, <laughs> likewise. Yeah. Um, um, cool. Let's hear my hit, which is um, a slightly earlier song. Like I said, it's from 1981. Uh, it's called Shout. It's actually the B-side of the band's second single, um, So, which was New Life. I actually did a video on it last year oh. on my channel, Dreadful Dan's Discs. So I've got both the 7-inch and the 12-inch um, but I'm going to play, yeah, the standard seven inch mix here. So, yeah, give it a listen. Okay. I didn't. I hadn't heard it before. Um, yeah, I like the way it was quite fairly dark. Um, yeah, it's weird how they buried his vocals as well. So weird. Um, but I quite. It's so weird. Yeah, it? it's like it sounds like he's in another room, and you think, why did they do that? Yeah, I'm still not really sure but, why they did it, but I'm just like, well, it does make it kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a good one. Yeah, I just hadn't. I'd never. I'd never heard it before. Um, and uh, yeah, I was quite, um, quite surprised, but I, yeah, I feel this was a very, this is very you track to pick, <laughs> um, you know, in a good way. Uh, yeah. I was pleasantly surprised. It's a funny one cause it feels darker than Vince Clark's normal kind of stuff. Um, for the band at the time. Mm. So you can see like, okay, he's kind of experimenting a bit. You can see why it wasn't on the album. Um, but kind of like buried in like the weird mix is actually a really poppy song. Okay. But it's just the way it's been recorded is strange. And like you say, like the like echoey buried vocals. But what I think is really cool is like the first 20, 30 seconds of this song. Mm. It starts off with like quite a like almost tribal drum heavy intro. Mm. But when I heard it, I was like, is this 1981? Because this sounds like... Like like 92, 93, 94. Yeah. Like that kind of like prodigy, what they were doing. And I guess I like, I don't really have any other references for like rave and techno bands of the time. But yeah, it sounds to me, like I was surprised. Yeah. I didn't think they were experimenting with those, or anyone was experimenting with those kind of sounds at that 
uh, early juncture of the 80s. Mm. So I was just like, wow, that is, that's kind of wild hearing that coming out of Depeche Mode. Yeah. Yeah. It was interesting. Yeah. I, um, I liked it. It was a nice refresher from satellite. <laughs> <laughs> um, on the flip side, yeah. should we go straight into my shit? Um, which is from the 1981 album, the debut, Speak and Spell. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Let's hear it then. It is. What's your name? so pretty <laughs> um, oh there's so, so many ways <laughs> that they could have made this song palatable but they did all the things that nauseate me the most in a pop song they threw them all into one vile uh, receptacle of shit mm. what did you think of it so i am familiar <laughs> With this song, and actually, I was thinking about um, choosing it 
I was thinking about choosing it instead of the one that I did choose. Okay. Um, I think famously, um, Dave, the singer, um, hates this song. And uh, it's no surprise why, um, when you think about it. So I, I can see why it's horribly poppy. Like, it's just disgusting. And um, at the same time, if this was like a Tim and Eric sketch yeah. or something i'd probably love it yeah. there's a hint of irony or something about yeah it, i'd like it because it's like i mean it's that chorus is, is hooky it's uh very poppy but it certainly uh-huh. sticks sticks in your head for whatever reason um and yeah i mean it's just atypical of that time uh of that kind of sound that they were, they were doing with them um, with vince um and I hate it, but at the same time, I would much rather listen to this than listen to Satellite. Outrageous. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't stand like the hand claps. You say it's atypical. This is like all of the worst decisions all made on one song. So at least that's good. Like, there's none of these like uh, flourishes or this dressing. Or on the other songs and speak and spell, hand claps. Um, that bit in the middle where loads of it drops out and you've just got the vo- the, the voices and they're just going, "You're so pretty, hey, you're such a pretty boy. You're so yeah. pretty, P R E double T Y." When I hear that, I just like. <laughs> I mean, you have to imagine I'm listening to this song, this upbeat little pop ditty. And it's just like I'm boiling away, just making me angrier and angrier. Um, and it all reaches its zenith with the final few bars. They do one of my least favorite things in music, which is the exciting nice group vocal. Yeah, exactly. They are the worst offender. I fucking hate that song. Yeah. Those, those Kaiser Chiefs. Kaiser Chiefs used it almost on every track on their first album. So lazy. Oh. I hate that band. Yeah, and it's here. No. Pretty. Not exciting. No. What a shame, eh? Um, I just, I would love the idea of like 1994, the Besh Mode, on one of their like massive arena tours of America, doing all their like, dark kind of like grungy sounding stuff and dave garn being like and now we're gonna do what's your name yeah just pulling that out because this would be shocking i mean to most people who know the band who probably you know casual listeners who wouldn't know their first album you know and probably know personal jesus Mm. and uh enjoy the silence Mm. all that kind of stuff the first time i heard this i was shocked i almost fell off my chair yeah, I mean, it's still the thing is, I think part as well. I really like Dave Cahan's voice, um, and it's still there in this song, um, as poppy as it is. Uh, it, but it would be very weird, wouldn't it? If between like sandwich between, of a gun. yeah, <laughs> hey, you're such yeah. a pretty boy. Um, okay, well, should we go on to my it? Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I feel exhausted. 
I feel exhausted. Yeah, let's oh, take it. <laughs> yeah, we'll hear it and it should hopefully it'll pet me up and rejuvenate me. Yeah, lovely. Well, Dan, this is, um, I have to say, probably from my favourite um, Depeche Mode album, uh, Some Great Reward. Um, oh. This is Something to Do. song mm. i think it's great and i do think it's one of if not the best songs on this album and it's a great like album opener mm. it's just like really exciting and you've got that really driving like um industrial kind of beat behind it yeah uh yeah love it brilliant underrated in their catalog good choice yeah. it's um that yeah so this was maybe the first Depeche Mode album that I ever listened to. And that's including any like best offs or whatever. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, me and my friend Tarek, um, if you remember him, don't you? Oh yeah. 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 We're obsessed with this album. Um, and we used to like put it on in the car and sing along to it and all this stuff, which is weird at the time when you <laughs> thinking back to it. Um, and yeah, I mean, like, uh, something to do, it's a great opener. Um, I just love everything about it. Like the little weird sound at the beginning. Yeah. And those big, like industrial thumps. Um, and it's all like, it's all dark, but there's like a sexual, like perverted kind of like, um, thing kind of going on with it throughout the whole album. Um, it's all a bit like, you know, like the idea of like, you know, give me something to do. You've got your leather boots on and all this stuff. It's like, yeah, this is like dirty. This is weird and it's cool. And and it's the same for that whole album. Um, I love it. It's great. And it's, it's always like whenever I stick this album on, I should be honest, I haven't done it in a while. Um, and that, Opening comes in, dead, 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 and whatever. I'm just like, oh, yeah. here, we, here we go. Yeah. Right, I'm right in. I've got a great journey um, in front of me. So, yeah, uh, not to take away from other Depeche Mode albums, um, but this is, it was the first and the best, uh, in my opinion. Um, yeah. Because yeah. I'm surprised, actually, that you've said this is your favourite, but maybe it's because, like you say, it's the first. Maybe that's coloured it a bit, but I thought you were going to say, you know, something a little bit later, a little okay. bit darker. No, more like I was thinking the next album, maybe Black Celebration, yeah, or Music for the Masses, or Violator. Yeah, Violator. Still, I still never, I never really got into Violator. Um, that's yeah. kind of one of the ones that um, I haven't listened to 
like yeah properly i think i went straight to be honest i think i went um that was the first like album i listened to and then that's when i picked up the best of which was the where it's got the um traffic like where it's like at an airport or whatever the cover is oh singles singles maybe it was then yeah yeah um and i think that was the next album i got and then obviously that kind of drew me into all the actual you know other stuff that was coming out um because i think on this album you've still got a bit of the residual old depeche mode of the early 80s which i you know obviously i like you know people are people still sounds like it's got a little bit of that kind of naff cheesy early synth pop sound yeah you know, which I love. I think I really like this for that reason. It kind of catches them at a bit of an intersection. Yeah. And by the time we get to the next album, Black Celebration, that's kind of like galvanised, I think, into yeah. being a quite a dark gothic pop band almost now. Mm. Hasn't quite got there at this point. No, that's true. So that's, that's something quite I like cool it. about it. Yeah, might something to do with it, yeah. Um, it's also a little bit silly as well in places. I think like Master and Servant is is a very silly song. Yeah. It's a very good song. I really love it. Catchy, but it's ridiculous. Mm. I'm trying to imagine you and Tarek sitting in the car, singing along to somebody. <laughs> yeah. Well, blasphemous rumors. Blasphemous rumors. I don't rumors. want to start any blasphemous rumors. Um, um, a funny thing about that song is I only just realized recently that it's, I think that God's got a sick sense of humor. Yeah. In my mind, it was, it? I thought it was, I think that God's got a sick sense of humour. <laughs> right. You know, okay, right. <laughs> like some old women. That God, that I tell God. you what, he's got a sick sense of humour. Tell you. That bloody God up there. Um, no. I think that God's got a sick sense of humour. Yeah, it's weird. You've got, you've got to start like, tainting partly, it for me. <laughs> that's partly why I never liked the song. Uh, and it's it's very earnest and cloying. It's all like really bad teenage poetry. Yeah. The thing I think about Depeche Mode is almost all of their lyrics are bad. Um, but in a way, I don't know, in a way that sort of adds to the charm. And you can see why they became such a big international band. Like people across Europe, every every country of Europe I've been to, mm. there's always like teenagers that love Depeche Mode because mm. it's very simple. Mm. It's very easy to understand and interpret the messages of the songs. Yeah, true. But at the same time, a lot of it is quite quite bad teenage yeah poetry. i mean like with blasphemous rumors like if, when i think back to it the fact that it's so like on the nose and melodramatic yeah. and you're yeah. crooning it out is part yeah it's part of the charm it's kind yeah. of like you're doing it you're not doing it in like pure sadness right? you're always doing it with like a smile on your face because it's just so ridiculous um yeah well you're laughing aren't you you're, you're laughing along with god true yeah well no he's he's finding me laughing Oh, <laughs> that god! Uh, yeah, uh, maybe it's. Oh wait, hold on, I can't remember where it is now. If, if that, yeah. no, he's going to be. You're going to find him laughing. I hope to find him laughing. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, not. I hope he maybe, finds me laughing. <laughs> yeah, maybe right, you. Maybe you are God. Yeah. If you're laughing, maybe, then maybe. you've got a sick sense of humor, like God. Yeah. So the same. Well. Anyway, that's blasphemous rumors. Forget about that. Yeah. Something to do is yeah. where it's at. Yeah, top-notch song. Get into it. Yeah, check it out. Um, yeah, highly recommend it. Um, yeah, that's it. So interesting that we only went as late as nineteen eighty-four in our little yeah, it's a little harsh to them exploration. 
I mean, like, a lot of people would be like, yeah, as you said, like, enjoy the silence, what about and all this stuff? It's like, yeah, that's the, you know, that's the, that's the obvious good stuff. Um, but I think we did something a little bit, did some more deeper cuts, really, than uh, yeah. we might have expected. Um, but yeah, oh. it's not to take away from the later work. I remember, God, I remember when Excited got released. That's 2001, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. um, I thought they were old then. I was like, wow, yeah. that Depeche that, Mode band are back. Yeah, that, yeah, I thought he was dead. Exactly. Yeah, well, there's that as well. Well, yeah, keep in mind, and this is the thing, like with us and time, especially that time. Ultra fell ages ago, so when Exciter came out, it was like, oh yeah, like oh yeah, they did that um, Ultra thing, whatever, Personal Jesus, and whatever. That was ages ago, when <laughs> it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't really. It was only like a few years ago. Um, yeah, which is mad. you get such a skewed sense of time when things happen in that really. That intensive period between like being about 13 and 18. Yeah. It feels so feels long. extended. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, excited. And he come out whatever, three or four years later. Playing, yeah. the, playing the Angel is not uh, is not particularly great. There's a couple of maybe white bits, but not really. What else have we got going on here? Um, and Sounds of the Universe, which I bought at the time. I don't even think I've listened to it. I remember quite liking it, but I can't think of any particular... Sort of songs okay, I like. Okay. Um, Tour of the Universe, great. Delta Machine, mm-hmm. I had, I don't think I listened to it. I think I listened to Angel. Welcome to My World, actually, I quite liked. Um, yeah, actually, there's some bits I did that I like off this. Maybe I did listen to it more than I thought I did. Um, and then Spirit. And then Spirit, the yeah, one. which was the last one, which is when I saw them on tour. And I liked Spirit. I thought it was good. Um, I think we should. I think we should do this again. Hit and the shit, Pesh mode, mid period, and another late period one. Yeah, okay. Yeah, why not? Bring the mode to the masses. Yeah, like they don't need it. Music for the masses. Yeah. Um. Cool. All right. Well, let's call it a day there. I guess, shall we? Let's do that. Let's do, let's that. do that. It's been a lovely day. Mm, yes. If you want something to do, check out something to do. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I guess we'll see you in the next one. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Hey, guys, thank you for listening to Oddcast Movies, Music and Gaming. If you want to get in touch with us or get a movie, album or game put on our list to discuss then email us at oddcastoddballs at gmail.com or a newwinterpodcast at gmail.com. This is part of a New Winter Podcast Network, so head on over to anewwinter.net to check out our other shows. You can also follow us on Instagram at anewwinter, Twitter at anewwinter, and you can head on over to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash anewwinter. Thanks for listening and see you again soon. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.